Hi, I'm Wendy Bright Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes, stories about real people, real food, and real life. We're integrative health counselors on a quest to make the world a healthier place. So glad you've joined us. Today's podcast is about Beyond Food. Yeah, this is a series we're doing. Yeah, and we're going to be focusing today on the 80-20 rule that we talk to our clients about all the time. And we wanted to dive into the 80-20 rule, kind of define it a little bit and uh, figure out what your number is. What your ratio is. A lot of people don't even know what the 80-20 rule is to begin with. Right. So let's start with that. What's the 80-20 rule? It's our philosophy that it's almost impossible to be really super healthy 100% of the time. It's not realistic and really not possible. And we want to throw out perfectionism, right? Right. Because we aren't perfect people. So let's let's just say I'm not perfect. Right. (laughs) None of us are perfect. So the number comes up as being 80% really healthy, doing all the right things as far as our health goes and leaving a little leeway to have enjoyable things that you wouldn't normally have when you're really trying to be healthy. You know, it's sort of a ratio to be real and to be happy. Mm-hmm. It might seem like, though, I want, you know, that 80% though sometimes can be really delicious and really happy of in course. that 80%. So we don't want to say that the 20% is all indulgence and happiness no. <laughs> and freedom and everything, but it's those things that don't often serve us. That's right. Right? It's the thing that we're trying not to have too much of. Exactly. And it may serve us well, but if we had too much of it, it doesn't. Right. So So 80% is nourishment. It's knowing what's in the food, right? It's knowing where it's coming from. Being mindful about how you're eating it, when you're eating it, how much you're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also, it's being just overall a very mindful eater. Right. Avoiding artificial ingredients and avoiding ingredients that make you feel ill, even if they're not necessarily bad or what people call bad Mm -hmm. foods. Yeah, I think we need to address that too. Let's put a pin in that and come back to that for sure. For sure. But let's talk about the ROI too. Why why even have 20%? And where's that 20% come from? If you want to be 100%, sometimes that perfectionism it disturbs us. It stresses us out. Mm-hmm. It actually can cause more harm trying to be a hundred percent than if you would simply you know, enjoy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the ROI is another term for return on investment for those people who aren't business oriented. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know that I would have known what that was years ago, but right. yeah. So that your eighty percent has to be worth it. You know, you have to be able to say my effort towards being really healthy 80% Mm -hmm. of the time and I feel great and I'm happy and I'm not really stressed out. Right. But if I were to push it to 90, that would make it really difficult for me to go out on social occasions. It would be really difficult for me to go to concerts or go to sporting events where there'd be nothing for me to eat. Maybe even hanging out with your family, which is a huge part of your social circle (laughs) or your friends. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you have to figure out that ratio. And figuring out, okay, where does that return on investment begin? Is it at 20%? Is it at 15%? Is it sometimes it's at 5%? Right. I know as, as the year has gone on, my ratio has, has changed. Let's break down some of that ratio, that 20%, whether it's 5 or 10. And this is what we do with our, our clients. This is, this is one of our main reasons for our customization, trying to help people find their ratios. The first thing we ask people to do is figure out, so how, where, where are you in your health goals? 
Where are you in your training? Maybe it's some sort of performance measurement. Maybe it's a goal for weight loss. Maybe it's a goal around your energy or maybe things that are going on in your body. The other one is about um, your current health status. Do you have some numbers from the doctor that uh, you're not happy with? You know, if you were super healthy, maybe it's 80-20 and you're fine with that. But if you have some heart issues or diabetes or something like that, thyroid issues, issues, hormone fluctuations, maybe you need to be closer to 95-5. And that's another point, too, is that your your ratio isn't your ratio for the rest of your life. Correct. It changes depending on these these few factors that we're talking about. Right. If you're trying to lose weight and you know that there's certain foods that you need to avoid absolutely, you know, and maybe that makes your ratio into a 95-5. Right. That's what you'd have to do. That third one is the food intolerance that we need to be mindful of too. So somebody might, uh, for me, for example, I have a high intolerance for gluten products, wheat and gluten products. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not close to 100%, it really makes me feel bad. So for those people who really have an issue with sugar, maybe they need to get closer to 95 to 100% on sugar or dairy, for example, or or soy products or whatever it is that you have a sensitivity or intolerance to or an allergy to. Right. There's no choice there. It's 100%. Right. But that doesn't mean your overall diet is 100%. Right. It just means that those things you have to avoid 100% of the time for your own health. Right. I want to go back to that whole idea of stress and social ties and that whole connection, that that 20%. Let's talk about it just a little bit more about social connection. I know that you've been reading a lot about it and it keeps popping up for me too. What about that? Yeah, well, social connection is huge in our health. We need to have people around. We need support. We need um, people there just to have fun, Mm -hmm. to laugh with, to talk with. And um, we've found through of the research that we've done that social mm-hmm. connection is a greater predictor of life expectancy than even smoking cigarettes. Oh, and that came out of a study. Yeah. Um, uh, Brigham Young University. Yeah. And that was one. Yeah. The Brigham Young University, it was in uh, 2010, but they reviewed 148 studies. They tracked the social habits of more than 300,000 people. And they found that there was a really strong tie to people who had family, friends, coworkers. There was a 50% lower risk of dying with the people who had fewer social connections. That's huge. Over a given period. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really big deal. So the conclusion really is that our social connections are such a huge part of our overall health. Another book that a lot of people are familiar with is The Blue Zone. Yeah. Exactly. And they found that no matter what they were eating, their social connection was so strong and so good that that really outweighed outweighed anything else in their health. That also went to a, just a real quick study that someone had done, and I don't, I don't know to cite it at all, but there were Italian immigrant families right. in Pennsylvania, and they had working class jobs, they were regular Americans, and it was found that for some reason this community had extremely, extremely, extremely low heart disease. Mm-hmm. And they were studied because of it, and they couldn't understand why are they so different than their neighbors in the next town. And what it came down to was that they had such close-knit family and community ties. They had multi-generational households. The community was really tight. People came together in good and bad. And they just had those social connections that were starting to, well, more than just starting. It's been going on for about 50 years now that we are losing. And our health is reflecting that. 
for sure. So the conclusion there is really that our social structure either helps reduce our stress or causes stress. Right. And maybe it's the, if we're lonely, if we're not connected, we're making poor decisions around our food. I'm sure that's part of it. Is part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we might turn to excess. Right. External factors. External. To make us feel better. Right. Yeah. Grab those drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. So one of the things too with the 80-20 rule that's Another thing that is important for us to remember is the idea that when we actually say no to something or that I can't, or if we have something in front of us that we're not allowed to have cookies anymore, or we're not allowed to have ice cream anymore. When we say we're not allowed to have it anymore, yeah. I can't, or I shouldn't have it, this right. shooting all over our right. <laughs> idea, it makes us rebel. Yep. No matter who we are, everybody has that rebellious streak, no matter if it's your own rules. So exactly. You know, and sometimes more so if it's your own rules. And we figured, okay, let's change the language. Even if right. we know it's just about language, we are perfectly aware that we're just changing our own language to make ourselves not rebellious. It works. It does. So, so the language is, yeah, I, I choose. choose. Right. I choose to feel better. And mm-hmm. so I don't eat cookies. Right. Or I don't have that third As glass many. of wine. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> right. So whatever it is, it's, it really is a choice. You know, you don't have to do anything. You shouldn't do anything. It's not about that. It's about your choice of doing it because you want to feel good. Yeah. At the end of the day, what you and I do is we help people look, feel, and perform their best. And we help them with those choices. We help deconstruct their life. We help them figure out their 80-20 rule, whatever that, the boundary. I like the word boundary instead of rule. Right. And that's it. That's exactly how people come to us. Whether they know it's the 80-20 boundary or not, they're coming mm -hmm. to us trying to figure that out. You know, what can I do to make myself feel better, look better, perform better? Right. So connect with us. More social connection, too. Check out our website. Yeah. Check out what we have as far as events go and workshops coming up. We look forward to connecting with you. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Bright-Ballon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. Join us next time for more of Nourish Noshes. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook. Be well. Thank you.